0: Welcome to Intuitive Art Sales. This is the show where I, Jessica Craddock, am going to teach you how to source your art marketing from within. You're gonna practice claiming that authentic art business that you want and leading it the most natural way for you to get there. You're gonna learn to get connected to your intuition, your confidence, and your community so that you can sell your art consistently while holding strong boundaries on your work-life balance. I'm here with the gorgeous Miss Casey Waite. She is a pastor and also a storyteller. Her art is mostly a mixed media that celebrates humanity and their call to create and the freedom to be yourself. Isn't that lovely? Love it. She's been selling for about three years. Seriously, for two, it's still her side income, but she's growing in both her practice and her business. And where she currently is at is Deepening her marketing rather than throwing everything against the wall like she has in the past, trying to have more of a strategy and more of a plan. And I know that that's hard, especially for someone who has ADHD as I do. And we really relate in that manner. She's actually a client of mine. So that's something that we've kind of been working through together. So hello, Ms. Casey. How are you doing? I'm good. I love when you talk. So that's awesome. And and I was thinking when you were saying the the ADHD part and that one of the ways that I really do connect to you and the work with you is, and this is definitely not a backhanded compliment, but that freedom to kind of put yourself out there, not need it to be like a hundred percent polished all of the time because the goodness of it is already there. And to get out of your own way, I experience you as living that authentically and authenticity is like top priority for me. So that makes it easy to kind of follow what you're telling me to do, which is to put myself out there because I see you doing that as well. And in the community itself, there's this mutual uplifting of, yes, go ahead and, and do that don't worry that you're not ready. You won't know until you try and you will definitely learn regardless. So thank you. Thank you. I don't take that as a backhanded compliment at all. I take yeah. that as the best compliment you could give. me. So super appreciate that. Okay. So let's see, where are we going to go today? Casey, we were both talking before we started this recording and we're like, I don't know. I kind of like when that happens. Sometimes these episodes have a plan and sometimes. They are a free flow, which is kind of a reflection of what we were just talking about. Right. But I find that the the organic, it feels different. It, it can be a lot more fun. So let's see. It's kind of like when I when we have our coaching calls or our group calls, similar to when I've gone to therapists in the past where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have to have something to say. And then if I the times that I go in to have something to say, I probably get out what I brought. You know, I don't. I don't get nearly as much out. So yes, I'm ready. Yeah, that's such a good analogy. I hate going to my therapist with a thing because then I feel like we are confined to that thing. It's very, I don't know, it feels way too structured and they're trying to problem solve for me and we're never really getting to the thing that I needed. So yeah, I'm with you there. So we were talking in the intro or before the intro about how you are working to deepen your marketing rather than throwing everything against a wall. Can you talk about that for a second? Say, what does that mean for you? I think it began and continues with my art itself. I read once that emerging artists will tend to kind of do anything that they can get their hands on to learn more things and, and you, you're a mile wide and an inch deep. But all that is to say, with the marketing, I think, especially for somebody like me with the way that my brain works and how novelty is like a super dopamine thing, <laughs> I, I could read or buy a new course for every week of the year, watch half of it, and then think, I'm not sure this is the right thing for me, and then start, start something new. And what I have been encouraged to do through you and the group is to just choose something Just live with who I am and what I have and what I have to offer and to present that, which actually feels very right to me when I talked about authenticity, like rather than trying to figure out what other people want, which feels icky to me sometimes, to figure out who I am and how best to say that with the various platforms that I have with which to say it. When I was thinking about coming on here and like, you asked the big dream question. It's like, actually, wouldn't it be awesome just to have like somebody that will come in to my house, my studio once a week and be like, what do you need me to take pictures of? What do you need me to do on your website? And and maybe even be in charge of responding to, to email things, not the marketing, not doing the marketing itself, but just the things that tend to get me really hung up psychologically and that I can avoid and really aren't. A part of being authentically me, mm. photographing my art or making sure that the right thing is uploaded to the right place on the website, so, yeah, I think I would love to make enough income where where I could do that and not feel like crap all the time for forgetting things or not falling through or being unsure about the quality of images et I mean, for anyone that is interested in my art, I am pretty sure <laughs> that. <laughs> It. However, it shouldn't be as hard as it is for me. And instead of beat myself up about that, can I ask you a question? Yep. Would you be comfortable sharing numbers on this podcast or would you rather beat around that bush? Yeah. Do you want to explain sure. what you're kind of sure? So I have this arbitrary, it's not a number I've made up, but I feel like it's a, it's a pretty good benchmark. If you're making around $1,500 a month, and when I say $1,500 a month, I mean that as an average, I don't necessarily mean every single month you hit that where you go a little bit over, a little bit under, it might be 9,000 one month and then zero and zero and then 9,000, But that being said, that benchmark just kind of shows that you're established enough that you know people want to buy what you have you figured out marketing enough to make that number. And so that's just kind of this cutoff that I've decided like there are different actions below that number and above that number. And so Casey was saying earlier that she is hitting that number, maybe even a little bit above that, but not necessarily every month. And it feels, what was the word you used? Precarious. Yeah, unless I like really keep pushing, that that might not continue. I don't know how much of that is lack of faith on my part and how much of it is reality. But, you know, until right now, I think the last time that we had a conversation, I was feeling fairly insecure because I said, I don't have anything coming on the bench while I'm working on a large commission. So I have something that's going on and that's bringing income. I just sold another big embellished print that is a significant source of income so it's not I think I am in a very different position than last year when I was like oh I'll try this show and I will do this Christmas you know craft fair even though it's not a fine art fair so that I can figure out what what I should eliminate in terms of types of art sales and the reality is now that I'm not feeling like I'm not in that insecure place I don't, because I am a pastor, because I work on Sundays, I have a full-time job that I really love and three kids and I'm a single parent. I have my kids every other week, but I have pockets of time, but I don't have have weekends of time to do the kind of things that artists who travel do. So instead of feeling bad for myself around that, what I really like about settling into this other path that I'm going down that, that we can talk more about if you want but is that it doesn't really include those shows presented to me you know as somebody that was not involved in the art world at all before a couple of years ago it was like you do tent shows pop-up shows whatever or you find a gallery to represent you and if you're a beginning artist generally speaking you're not finding a gallery to represent you and the pop-up shows are really hit or miss, and very expensive, and very time consuming. So to find a different path is scary, because it's, it's not one of the two traditional paths. But I think it's also far more realistic for who I am, the time that I have to give, and really the kind of relationships that I already have. I do have the benefit of sort of having a lot of Relationships across the country because of the church. And so, access to platforms and people that everyone Mm -hmm. knows, and I know that. So, I feel grateful for that. But instead of just going, Well, that's not the real way to do art, I can say, Well, actually, I can say mostly because of you (laughs) that no, that's actually like the most authentic way. I don't have to convince strangers to love my art. Right. I want to find the people that are the people that love my art, because of what it is. And I create a lot of abstract backgrounds with figures in the foreground. I think it's a way of distilling emotion. I do a lot of scriptural ones, scriptural figures, but I also do just plain abstract and then a lot of animals. And not everyone likes abstract art. There's nothing to do with me or anything else. So it really, I have to tell myself this over and over again, but they're really not going like, I'd like to blow a couple hundred dollars or even a couple thousand dollars on something I'm not sure about because I really like Casey. Like they're not my- <laughs> they feel bad for me, which like it's taken me a long time to figure out. Like you didn't ask me to paint a six foot by eight foot painting because you felt bad for me. It still doesn't make sense in my head, you know? I'm sure that they just felt bad for me. (laughs) Okay. So there's a couple of different things that I'm hearing. And one is we could go down the, what would it actually look like to bring someone in for a couple of hours a week? And how could I make that work? And what would they do? And what would be the most effective? Or we could go down that foundational finding your footing. Underneath the plan that I already have and that I'm executing, and that actually kind of is working, but maybe just in a different way that you thought it might be working in your head and you've never seen it before. So you don't really know how it's going to go, but like finding that solidity and confidence in, okay, this is working. I'm making it move forward. I'm doing the work. Look at me go. Does one feel better than the other? I think because. I know myself. <laughs> the one where I hire somebody feels like the next distraction. It feels like a good idea and something that mm-hmm. I should consider. But I also feel like it might be more helpful for other people and for myself to just talk about what it's been like to and what it might be like to really get more secure in this foundation. But yeah. I don't know how much people want to hear about my psychological hangups. I won't go there. I actually would be very willing to bet that any psychological hangup you have is one that oh yeah. Of the people listening also have. And so that yeah. anybody listening knows you did not ask me to say anything nice about you or the group, <laughs> but I will say that from the group coaching and the individual coaching, like I don't know what's come some of the things that I need to talk about, but I always, but there's accountability there which I don't have if I don't have a coach. Like, I really just believe in coaching across the board. About to get one for pastoring. Just you need an objective person to say, where are you? Yeah, I completely agree. I never do not have a coach. Almost. I think there was like a couple of months, one time. And coaching has like really blown up. And sometimes I'm like, like half of my pastor friends have become certified coaches. And sometimes I feel like, rolling my eyes however i also feel like this a lot of it is women supporting women and i think that's a really significant thing and to poo-poo it or whatever is to denigrate the way that women are finding their power and empowering other people through this process and so i'm i'm here for it basically so yeah okay so tell me actually could you Explain just a little bit about, I don't know if we need to dive into the exact framework, what your plan is, but what do you feel like is and isn't working? What is your head telling you, whether it's fact or not, what's happening up there? So my head is telling me, and I can preface it by saying it's, I have no idea whether it's fact or not, because unless I measure it or look at it, my MO is to just start avoiding it. My head is telling me that because I've signed up for all these other things that I'm not doing the work or that I'm not going to make what I made last year because I don't have the venues through which to sell my art or the same ones. My head is telling me that I'm in a rut, which honestly, I may not be where I want to be, but that's not the same as being a rut. It's really easy right. to go to a pop up show and put up a tent and sell my art if it's the right mix and feel good about that and feel like, okay, people, people like what I do. But not doing that doesn't negate that they like what I do. One of the things that we decided to do, or I decided to do with your coaching, was to lean into kind of who I am because my, you know, I am a pastor. I was very worried about putting people off if I was overtly pastoral in my approach to art because the church turns a lot of people off. And I mean, I'm a progressive Christian. We tend to stink about talking about that stuff anyway, but painting is a spiritual practice for me. And I know Mm -hmm. from many of the artists that I know it is for them, regardless of any religious affiliation, and so that's a connection that still gets made. And the reality is I am who I am, right? So if I try to water that down, it just waters me down and doesn't really present my full self to people. And I think what people connect to is that authenticity. Okay, so, so that, let's go back. Yeah. To, you, you said a couple of things. Let's go back to all of them and kind of look at them objectively, because when they're in your head, you know, as we talked about this, they're just all swirling around. and. They can say whatever they want and there's no real way to make them shut up. So the first thing you said was, I feel like I'm in a rut. And then you went, real quickly, went back and said, well, I know I'm not, but your head is telling you you're in a rut. Yeah. Why? Why are you in a rut? No, I think it's because I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, so okay. not knowing where you're going. I know that that does not necessarily mean you're in a rut. It could just mean I don't know what's three steps down the line. And part of the intuitive model is not necessarily knowing. And that's scary. But do you really not know what's next? I know what's next. We already talked about it. Yeah, so creating my own solo show and solo shows is what's next. I have to finish this commission. But then after that, I'll be working on a a series that I have planned out. And also, I've done a series for the the last church season. So I got a lot more exposure through that, creating videos of my painting process along with scripture and devotional, and that felt like a really different way of approaching my art, which I've really tried to Mm -hmm. separate. Um, I don't think anyone's unfollowed me. I really know. I like (laughs) it's been fine. And okay, wait, 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 stop for a second. Yeah, you said, well, I'm going to create a solo show about the last series that I just made that I think people responded to, but I'm not really sure. And then probably I'd like to do other shows after that. And I have this series planned out and I need to finish the commission. I just love reflecting back to you. You just gave yourself every single answer, I think, about what's next. What's missing from there? I think the communication piece of it, like the the details of where, when, how. I know the why. Mm which is a big thing, right? Like knowing why. But taking it from like the safety of my studio and the safety of my heart in my head and putting it out there is scary. So it's not really about being in a rut or knowing what's next. It's about, it's scary to put it out there. All these weird little fears that we all have hide under so many layers. I was just talking to someone who I've been talking to for like five years on Instagram. And she was telling me this, Beautiful story about her daughter and how she broke her leg, and just the way she said it was gorgeous. I was like, "You really need to share that with other people." Like, I loved listening to you tell that story. And she said, "Well, I don't know how." And I said, "You know what? I doubt that's true. The how is never the hard part. The how is the easy. Part. It's all the things that you think are going to come from doing that how that keep you from." actually doing it, but it gets disguised in your head as I don't know how. So you could just take some B-roll and narrate a reel and it's done. But but how does that fit into my overall team? And what is the strategy? And what if I'm not selling R right now? And blah, 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 blah. I just wanted to say that because it's such a common way of not knowing what the real problem is and you can't solve the real problem if you don't know. So we're not in a rut. Okay. Can we agree on that? Yes. Okay. Next thing, not going to make what I made last year. I'm not going to ask you for particular numbers, and maybe you don't know, but you should know because... It would be very difficult for me not to make what I made last year because I had that giant commission in January. So, And then this one on top of it. So I've already made probably over 50% of what I made last year. Okay, so let's just shoot that one in the foot, right? All right. Okay, that one's gone. You said I'm worried about being pastoral in my approach to art that it's going to come off wrong or people are gonna feel weird about it. Since the last series that you did was about Lens and your particular brand of messaging around that, how have you felt like it's been received? I spent so much time on creating these videos. By the way, I used Descript and it was very helpful. We love I, Descript. I spent so much time on that because my computer slows molasses. So using Final Cut Pro and all this stuff, it just took so much. Time. And then creating the devotional itself and getting it on my website. So I did not do a lot of social media around it. Mm-hmm. But we need to make an easier way to do it next time. I didn't have a lot of lead time either. So the next series that I want to do around divine experiences, let's say, Annunciation, I think I've now set up my studio so I can do some pretty easy filming. And so just to keep that on hand and to do morning pages about the pieces that I'm working on and what I'm thinking. about, so So that there's something that I can just like pull from later on to make yes. it easier on future me, because I was really, I mean, I decided to do this, like, I don't know, Can't like be before or something. I started, and I only had two pieces that would naturally fit in there. So I created three or four new pieces just for that, filmed, edited, all that stuff. So I knew I wasn't, I was not going to be able to do it perfectly. And when I asked people, do you want to get these devotionals to send to your congregation. It's it's free. A number of people said you should be charging for this. And I said, I I am looking for some exposure and some feedback. and, And also I am looking to not have to be polished on this. So that was really super freeing because I don't want to do packages like that. That stuff gives me a lot of anxiety, but this was a vehicle and I think it was a good vehicle. So I think 33 people wound up being on the list that requested those videos. I don't know how many of them actually sent them out, but a number of people then saw the videos themselves and used them in their places of worship that weren't on that list. And so I think it will bear fruit. So 33 people said yes, and other pastors decided to use them inside of their congregation as a teaching tool. From my perspective, standing over here, that does not feel like people who are turned off by what you are doing correct right. do we agree with that because it was targeted and so because I didn't do a lot of that on social media mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. I can have said as much but honestly like I am who I am so well and also that is where you in particular are growing your audience from we're not just social media and whoever's following me on social media and how they respond to it we looked for your particular connection point and that's where we started putting your art and your story and your message out to right and so by doing that we are while it doesn't feel like a viral reel to get the seven thousand new followers the followers that you get from that are real concrete and super going be engaged and connected and like into it otherwise they wouldn't be there so can we check that one off or do we feel like we need to keep going down that one for a minute Pastoral where all of my approach to art i'm fine with that i mean i, I think i'm just summarizing it for anyone sure that, yeah like, that's something we work through yeah i don't i don't feel like i'm excluding it because i'm not an exclusive person anyway like it's not. no you're not you're very inclusive The other thing you said, and this might be similar to the one above, but you said, I am who I am. And I feel like that relates back to the pastoral side of things. But do you have any discomfort in the, I'm in a rut, I'm not moving forward because I'm trying to be who I am instead of some other person? So there's the acceptance of who I am. And that very much is part of my art. There's liberation in it. There's freedom in it and I love painting figures, animals or people being or becoming who they are. But the other side of that is I'm a grower. Like I'm always looking to learn more, grow my heart, grow my skill. I think the the impulse is then to say, well, so that means now I'm not good enough. But the the reframe of it is and I think we worked through this with some limiting belief stuff is like, I'm also trying to grow that connects me to people. And it also gives them the permission to be authentically also growing. And I want that for people just as much as I want it for me. There's no shape. I think a lot of our, well, I'm mean, it gets so boxy, but our, our inability to be kind to each other or stand up for what we believe in or change our minds is so much because we don't want to feel the shame of like, well, I used to think that or I used to be like that. But gosh, if I can be a better human being than I was yesterday, the thing for me, God, that somebody corrected me, somebody taught me a better way, somebody showed me that man, what I did wasn't great. It still sucks. But the same thing with the art is like, I look back at pieces from even three years ago and I'm like, ugh, you know, I can't believe somebody paid for that but somebody paid for that they liked it they felt felt connected with it it was who i was authentically in that moment but uh, i still have those thoughts that are going back and forth like all the time i tell you earlier today i was recording some videos for the group and i was like these are just not as good as i want them to be and then i started thinking about it and i'm like i sound like the artist, which is almost every artist I've ever met, but the artists who say, well, my work isn't quite there yet. So I don't want to put it out there because I know I can do better. And I had to immediately stop myself. because, so, you know what? Five years ago, if I had put this out, I would have thought I was the most amazing teacher in the whole history of the world. I've hoped. That next year, I can look back and say, that wasn't my best. I can do better. But from a place of looking back instead of beating myself about where I'm at today. I don't actually know where I was going with that except to say that we can always be better. And we hopefully always are going to be better. And if you put something out that's not as good as you're going to be, good because if you don't put that out you're never going to put anything out you're never going to be as good as you can right? right i think art is also such a vulnerability to put something that you love out into the world and to never feel like it's finished but also to know that people are going to look at it and go i don't like that because it's not for them or, or mm-hmm. to go i love that but maybe they won't like it later sure. maybe it'll wind up in the thrift show i have no idea because people's tastes and styles change, the reality is there's no, and this it, it's the same in jobs and especially in pastoring. I put myself out there every week preaching to people. You know, sometimes they're a home run and sometimes I don't get on base, and I still get up every week and, and keep going. And that's that's part of the model too. But if I seek that affirmation from the outside, I will never be comfortable with who I am again. I have a gift for saying these things. That's it, wonderful. Not I love it. For uh, believing them. But I would like to believe. I would like to have that in my bones. But now now at least I have the two voices. The the voice I grew up hearing and still hear that's so negative. And then the secondary voice that says, eh, there's another true thing out there. So let's back up for a second. We started talking about building up the confidence in where you are going. And I said, what's going through your head telling you that it's not working, whether it's true or not. We talked about being in a rut. We talked about not making what you're going to make last year. We talked about being too pastoral in your approach to art or being who you are and all of those things being scary. And really how we worked through that was just by me asking you, what are the things that you think about that. Like, why is that holding you back? Why is that keeping you stuck? What's going through your head? And I wrote them down as you listed them. And then we looked at each one individually and said, is this true? Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier to look at things when they're outside of your head. So for one, you have me to reflect it back to you. But if you were doing this on your own, you talked about morning pages, which we both really love. But if you were doing a morning page, for example, you could ask yourself these same questions. Do I really, like, I feel like I'm in a rut today. I don't know if things are working. I don't know where I'm going next. Actually, that's the that was the initial belief. Mm-hmm. So do you still feel that way? Like, did we make any progress on that front? Or where are we still sticking? To a certain extent, I will always feel this way. Because you don't just, like, undo that. but I feel much more confident now than I did at the beginning of the conversation. I feel much better. Like, okay, no, I've just said like four different things that even if I don't know the specifics of the marketing piece, I really did learn stuff from this, this lent experience. And I think my next step will be to go and write down what I would do to take care of future me toward making the next thing a little bit easier. Yeah, no, it's the it's universal thing. But I am a 150% believer, absolutely, in going back and reflecting and writing down your lessons and all of that. But that's part of the rotation, right? You you get out there and you build relationships and you sell and then you look and see how did that all work. But I wanted to point out that you were saying I've already thought about this a lot because the thing that really held me back was spending so much time making the video so I wasn't able to do all these other things. And so you've already thought through that enough to set up space in your studio to make it easier to record videos. Maybe next time I can talk you out of using a couple of the different programs you ran it through and just use one, make it a little bit simpler. And then putting those two things together, you would never have got to had you not done it the way you did it in the first place. So by forcing yourself to go, even though you didn't know the exact perfect way and all the answers, you never will until a 100 iterations in and you're on your deathbed. That's about the most perfect you're going to get. But you're going to be better this time and better the next time, better the next time. So. My whole church saw these videos every week, and then we discussed the topics at Wednesday night dinners, and it was a really beautiful connecting experience for me in my day-to-day job. So that was a really lovely byproduct of it. Those things are being integrated in a way that I don't think I thought would be possible or any you said they would be. So you know that at least once I haven't lied to you, so you can just... You're <laughs> asking me on one one more thing. I get I lie to myself enough, so for both of them. So, what do you need? I, and I don't care if it's related to what we just talked about or not. Do you need anything else? I don't think so. I think, I think the writing down of of what worked and what I might do differently, what gave me energy and what depleted my energy. Some things might work, but they might also just not be where I want to spend my time, which is limited, will be helpful. And I mean, I just said the morning pages thing because I'd started doing it again. But randomly, when we were talking, I just had that idea in the moment. And I actually really like that idea of of doing some like, nobody has to see it, reflecting on my paintings and where I want to go in the reality of like just that brain dump of get all that limiting belief stuff out in the open because oftentimes even in the morning pages if i if i go down that rabbit hole i i exhaust myself and i'm like mm-hmm. you know what i i keep rushing i'm like it always ends in gratitude which is always a surprise to you <laughs> Not that bad. Like I get to make art. (laughs) If you get to paint, if you get to, if you get to do something that you love, that's pretty darn fantastic. What this all boils down to, and I think this is again true for everyone, but it's that every day you are in one moment, and that is all that is there, and that is all that you know for sure is what is happening at that very moment in time. We want to be able to see into the future. And we want to know exactly what I'm doing is going to get me X, Y, and Z result. And that's where we get stuck is we can't prove to ourselves that we know that is going to happen. And I think that's generally when people get into that. I don't know what to do next. I'm in a rut headspace. But I think the most important thing that you could do is one, like you said, clear as much of that out as you can so that you can be present. And then know, and this is not something I'm going to be able to explain in just a little bit, I think another podcast episode that will be coming out about it, but what are the most important things for me to be working on to be creating more connections, be making the art, finding the most aligned way to market it for me and also to be giving some, time and inspiration space and creativity back to myself and if you can purposefully every day spend time on those things it's inevitable that you're going to get there i can't give you the exact time frame and i can't say exactly what the path is going to look like But if you're taking those aligned actions, which you are they're going to work And it almost then becomes just about trust, which is It is. It's supposed to be one of the things I'm actually, you know, good at and teach people about. (laughs) Doing it for yourself is difficult. But yes, I think that's where it boils down to the, the joy of just getting to do it in the first place. It's real. And it's authentic. It's just a better way to build. So... Last thing I'll leave you with is take that number that you made last year, whatever it is. Let's pretend it's $12,000. Okay. So if you made $12,000 last year, what is a... And I almost don't even really like setting goals, but I feel like in this particular case, it's going to be more helpful than detrimental. What if we said, I'm going to make 50% more because I feel like that's realistic for you. If you made 12, And next year we're aiming for 18. That doesn't feel like a sexy jump. But then maybe next year we've made 18 and we're going to have 50% of that. And then we're looking at 30. And then after that, we're looking at 45. And you're probably going to blow that out of the water one of those years or all of those years. But it takes so much pressure off that then you're able to take a lot more action. Yeah, and I don't know if the switching my tactic piece makes it delay a little bit or not but i'm comfortable with aiming i mean i'm certainly aiming for more i'm investing more in my business obviously working with you Mm -hmm. and in other ways this is about taking the pressure off of yourself so by setting my example goal eighteen thousand dollars instead of twelve that has nothing to do with how much money you're going to make that has to do with how fast do you think things are supposed to work Okay. Does sure. that make sense? Yeah. So, if you are interested, if you love some of the things that Casey had to say, and you felt like this connection to her based on those things, where might they find your art? where would you like them to go um, at Casey Wait Art? So it's C A S E Y W A I T A R T on Instagram or TikTok. Don't bother with Twitter. And then it's just Caseyweart.com, But I'm better at responding Instagram probably than anything else. So Instagram. Then, no. if you want to check it out more, you can check out the website. What if, actually, they're interested in your theories about Lent and that? I can't. How to get that? For now, it's at my link in bio. It's the first thing. It'll stay there for a little while. And it's also at my website, backslash Lent but you can see it in the menu all right miss casey thank you so much i appreciate you as always i appreciate you thank you so much for listening to this episode if you haven't yet be sure to hit subscribe so that you can get new episodes loaded straight onto your phone as soon as they're ready and as an added bonus when you subscribe it helps other artists find this advice so we can learn how to make our art more valuable as a community what could be better than that and be sure to say hello and let me know you've been listening over on Instagram. My handle is @artistmarketcup. I would love to hear from you.